Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. We will begin with a preview of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. And with me to discuss all the games in the Premier League is Football South Coast reporter Nathan Turner. How are you, Nathan? Yeah, good. Thanks, Tim. So the first game we will be discussing is Wollongong United against South Coast United. So last season, uh, Wollongong United got up 2-0 before a nil-all draw later in the season between the two sides, uh, meaning that South Coast United did in fact fail to score against United last season. That was the only team uh, across two meetings in the, in the league that South Coast United failed to score against. So looking at specifically Wollongong United this season, it made it back-to-back wins with a 2-0 win over Coromel. They're also through to the Burt Banton Cup final with a 3-1 victory against Balambi. It's looking good, Nathan, for Wollongong United so far. Yeah, finding, starting to find some form, Wollongong United are. Obviously, three, three wins in the last sort of week and a half um, is, is massive for them. Um, obviously, now it's sort of pushing up to, towards the top of the table, um, planted well in that top five. Um, so yeah, definitely watching out for them in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, obviously Kawasaki are getting that brace against Coromel, which was uh, crucial for them in a big game. So look out for him as well. Yeah. And their opponents, South Coast United did go down at 2-1 to Tarawana. Uh, but interestingly in all the games that they've played this season, the, the defeats that they've taken home have only been by one goal margins. And the only away game that they've played this season, which is which is the, the only point that they have this season, which was that nil-all draw against Wollongong Olympics. So they do play away in this game, Nathan. Do you think that South Coast United could potentially cause a bit of an upset here? Yeah, I mean, South Coast United, always that team you've got to watch out for, especially sort of looking at towards the end of last season where they went 11 games undefeated. But um, yeah, they should, they should be all right going into this one. Um, sort of bit of positive signs. I know, as you said, they've only lost the three games by one goal. Um, but I know Wollongong United have been, as I said, very solid this season already and they've picked up some good results. So South Coast United sort of need to be sort of um, switched on at the back, sort of tighten at the back to, to prevent United from running away with it. And what are you going to say for a prediction here, Nathan? I feel like Wollongong United would sort of ride their form to get the win in this one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. Wollongong United have looked especially strong, apart from that little bit of a slip-up with the, the 3-1 defeat to an Olympic side that did look really good on the day. But, you know, they're winning a lot of games. They're through to their second final of the season. Uh, in terms of the Burt Bampton Cup. So I think here, three points at home against South Coast United could, could be a definite possibility here. Moving on to the next game in the Premier League, Winuna against Port Kembla at Ocean Park. So Port Kembla did go down at 2-0 earlier on last season before they did get the win later on with a 2-1 win. Winuna this year, they didn't play last round uh, after the washout against Belambi. They did pick up a 3-1 win against Cringilla uh, the week before that. Looking at their opponents, Port Kembla, Nathan, they picked up their first victory of the season with a 1-0 win against Albion Park. Mitch DiPietro scoring the winning goal just 10 minutes into the second half. And by all reports, they put in a good account of themselves. What, what have you made of Port Kembla so far, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people were sort of writing him off going into that one, sort of going um, zero from two in the opening two games and then versing sort of Albion Park, White Eagle sign that sort of looked, have promising signs to start. But... Um, no, they did really well to sort of come back and, and, duck, and dig deep for, for the win in that one. And, and you looked at their, 
sort of talked about their defence in the last few weeks, sort of conceding seven goals in those two games, but they didn't concede against the White Eagles, especially with, you know, uh, the likes of Cameron Morgan and, and Jordan Nikoloski up there for them. So, uh, no, I think they did very, very well and well-deserved sort of uh, three points for them. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point you've raised there about the fact that they have kept a clean sheet in the game against the Albion Park side. And we spoke in previous weeks about that their goal-scoring habits. So I think that's really impressive from them here. Do you think they'll be able to back that up with another win here against Winuna? Oh, look, I think I will tip Port Kembla in this one. Sort of um, uh, playing last weekend, I know Winuna didn't play because it got washed out. So, yeah, I, I think they'll get the win over the Sharks in this one. Yeah, okay. I think that I'm actually going to back the home side in this one. I just feel Winuna... Uh, this year, admittedly, only have played two games in the league. But I think the, the, the two results, of course, the defeat to, to Bulai, a narrow defeat, um, and, and then a, a big win against Cringilla, I think that um, as, as a home side here, I think they should be able to, to get the job done. Moving on to the next game, we will discuss Wollongong Olympic against Cringilla at the PCYC. Last season, Wollongong Olympic got up 5-2 before Cringilla actually did beat them later on in the season, 2-0, which was... One of only four times the Lions won uh, last year in the league. So as for Wollongong Olympic, this season, last round, the two-all draw with Bulai makes it back-to-back draws. And an interesting fact is that they did, in fact, lead the game at 2-0 at one stage, but Bulai pulled back into that one. Nathan, what have you made of Wollongong Olympic this season? They are, of course unbeaten so far but they have only won one of their three games yeah I mean they'd probably be very disappointed that they let the game slip up against Bull I know it was a very fiery affair down at Bulls paddock so um, I mean obviously we're looking at Bull being one of the contenders again for this season so I mean two or draw you can still take away from that but not leading to nil um, but obviously they're going to be looking to turn that around and get their second win of the season against Gringilla this weekend and being back at the PCYC um, this should be sort of the confidence boost that boost that they need. And looking at their opponents, Cringilla had the two-all draw with Coniston, but uh, on Tuesday night, they did go out to Bulleye uh, in the Burt Bampton Cup semi-final with a 2-0 defeat there. Do you think that Cringilla, we did, I did mention that um, they did pick up a win last year, which one of, which against Olympic, which is one of the, the few times that uh, Olympic did actually lose a game last year. Do you think that they could perhaps pull something off here or, or are you sticking with the favourites? I think I might stick with the favourites in Olympic here, but um, sort of Cringilla, we talked about at the start of the season to be sort of turning to, turning things around down there, um, sort of looking up towards the middle of the table. Uh, haven't really seen that Cringilla so far um, during the season um, with a couple draws and then that loss to Winuna. Uh, but so, sort of if they can play out games and, and, you know, get a couple more points that they should be sort of pushing towards the top of the table. But yeah, I think Olympic going to be too strong in this one. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here. I think that Wollongong Olympics should just be too strong for Cringilla here. Uh, another three points on the board, it'll look a lot uh, lot better for them in terms of looking towards the top of the table. Uh, so yeah, I'll be backing Wollongong Olympic here. Moving on to another game in the Premier League, Tarawana against Bulai. So last year, Tarawana got up 3-0 against Bulai before a one-all draw at Balls Paddock later in the season. This year, Tarawana did pick up their first three points of the season with a 2-1 win against South Coast United. Um, Nathan, what do, you, what do you think of Tarawana here? Because they have performed quite admirably so far in comparison to what some people were saying. Um, the the one-all draw, or I guess it was a two-all draw with Coromel, and, and then a win against South Coast United here, it's, it's not been too bad for them. 
So, yeah, the opening three games have been all right for the Blueies. But, I mean, if they want to sort of push up towards the top of the table, they need to um, sort of fix up their defensive solidarity. Um, I know they've conceded five goals in the three games. So, any chance of pushing higher, sort of need to fix that at the back. And looking at their opponents, Bulleye, they are through to the Burt Banton Cup final, their second successive one, uh, after a 4-1 win against Cringilla. As we previously mentioned, the tour draw with Olympic coming back from, from two goals down, showing quite a bit of character there, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, Bulleye sort of never back out um, for sort of cup games or anything like that. So yeah, good on them for making the, the final for a second season running. They'll definitely be looking to win um, win that again. But I just want to touch on um, their new signing this year, uh, Luke Van Zyl, uh scored again on the weekend against Olympic uh, in that two-all draw. But yeah, that's his third goal in as many games already in the Premier League. But yeah, huge wraps for Van Zyl, sort of a player coming up from the District League into the Prem. And I know we saw that last year with uh, Corey Hones Gross coming from Thoreau to Winuna did so positively for them, nearly helping him make the finals. But um, if he can sort of keep up his goal-scoring form and in, in helping pull out in the attacking third, they're going to be, you know, very, very strong this season. Yeah, there's a couple of fantastic goals scored by Luke Van Zyl as well uh, for Boulay. And what are you saying for a prediction here? Because Tarawana did pick up th- their first points of the season, but Boulay have looked strong throughout. And that was the first time that they've dropped points since the restart. Yeah, I mean, they dropped points, but it's against a strong sort of side in Wollongong Olympics. So um, I know their first half, half wasn't so well, but a lot of teams sort of back down after that and sort of give up. But... Bulleye had the Bulleye had the character to to come back into the game and snatch that point. So I, I feel like they'll they'll want to fix that, and I, I'm going to go with Bulleye again this weekend. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. I think Bulai coming off the back of that that win in the Burt Bampton Cup, making the final uh, for the second season in a row, the the character shown from that Olympic draw, I think that that should be enough to to carry them through here. And looking at another game in the Premier League, Coniston against Bellamby at JJ Kelly Park. Now, it's uh, it's important to remember the 2018 District League battle. Uh, they took it to the last stage as four points difference in the end between the two sides. Uh, so in the 2018 season, Coniston got up 2-1 before there was a, a one-all draw. And then the preliminary final, Coniston got up 3-1. But, but Coniston this year, the, the two-all draw with Cringilla, and that was after a 5-1 defeat to, to Bulleye. Their form has sort of dipped a little bit uh, from, from the opening round and sort of the hype that we, they was, that we were speaking about before. But, but do you think they, they'll be able to get back to uh, winning ways here against Bolambi, Nathan? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I know the coniston Bolambi sort of rivalry back in 2018 was probably one of the best in the District League, um, even in the top Premier League as well. But um, it's good to see them playing up against. I know they're not going to have too many of the same players from then. But yeah, I mean, it was... We spoke so heavily and so positively of Coniston at the start of the season, but um, sort of haven't really performed to the best of what um, everyone's sort of expecting him. I know they've got a young squad coming through, but I mean, a win, a loss and a draw mid-table. Same with the Blueies. Um, so can either go either way here. Yeah, and, and their opponents, Bilambi, didn't play it last round due to the washout, but in midweek they did go down to Wollongong United 3-1 in the Burt Banton Cup semi-final, which is the first time they've lost since the restart in all competitions, which for a side that's just come up to the Premier League, that, that's quite a good sign, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, I touched on Bilambi before, sort of new squad coming in, got picked up a few district league players of... Um sort of very good quality last year and, and sort of showing their worth in the Premier League. But, I mean, minor setback. I know it was a cup match. Um, so, obviously, they want to be pumped up for this one this weekend to sort of bounce back. 
Yeah, and what are you thinking in terms of a prediction between these two sides? Oh, I feel like I'm going to go uh, Balambi in this one. I know their attack has been sort of uh, spot on uh, for the last few uh, in the last few games. Um, Coniston, I might mention that they've already have conceded ten goals in the three games. I know I sort of um, touched on the Blueys' defensive woes, but uh, I mean Coniston's is almost double that, um, and they're sort of sitting in the same sort of spot on the table. But if Balambi can mimic their form against um, the Port Kemba in the first round, where they scored five against this sort of um, Coniston side, low on confidence at the back, then then sort of they may be going to come out with the win in this one as well. Uh, yeah, I um I think that Balambi here, they, they did pick up that defeat to Wollongong United, their first of the season. Uh, and I think they'll want to respond here against against Coniston, who, um you know, that, that we've spoken about the rivalry previously. You could perhaps say that, that Coniston got out on top. So, so they should most definitely be up for this game. So I'll be backing Balambi here. And looking at the only game on Sunday in the Premier League, Coromel against Albion Park. So last season, Coromel and Albion Park played out a nine-goal thriller with uh, Albion Park getting up 5-4 before there was a one-all draw. And then in the qualifying final, Coromel did get up 2-0. As for the Rangers this season, it was their first loss with that 2-0 defeat to Wollongong United. Uh, looking at their opponents, Albion Park Wydigals, they also uh, went down to a defeat 1-0 against Port Kembler. And it was the second time that they failed to score this season, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, we always spoke about how good Albion Park Wide Eagles were in the attacking third and mainly coming from goal-getter Cameron Morgan. Um, it's been a bit quiet this year. He's only got the one goal in the four matches. But, I mean, if he sort of reaches his full potential, then Albion Park are going to be a very dangerous side this year. Um, also touching on Jordan Nikoloski as well. Um, if he sort of gets up some more minutes in the squad too, yeah, there'll be some promising signs to come for them. But in terms of a prediction, um, both teams sort of inconsistent to start the season. They haven't really shown their best, uh, but they also haven't been terrible as well. But I feel like I'm going to say this one's going to end uh, level. Yeah, look, I think it's an interesting game, isn't it, between these two sides? It was they were very competitive games last season, and they're both coming off a defeat here, and I think that that certainly will provide more motivation for, for both teams here. Uh, I think Coromel this year, um, I think they, they should be able to pick up the win. I mean, of course, that defeat to Wollongong United isn't great, but their form before then wasn't too bad, and Albion Park White Eagles, they've had a couple of poor results so far this year, and I just think Coromel should be able to compound the, uh, the White Eagles' woes here. And that concludes the preview for round five of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Nathan and I will both be back to discuss the District League. And we will begin this preview of the District League with Berkeley against Unandera at Berkeley Sports Centre. So last season, there was a nine-goal thriller uh, with Unandera picking up a 5-4 win against Berkeley, which was the opening day of last season before Unandera uh, won both their games against Berkeley with a 2-1 win. So Berkeley this year, they, they did lose last round 1-0 to Balgauni after what was a, a really positive win for the side, uh, which was their first win in, in nearly two years. Uh, looking at their opponents, Unidera, they also went down a 2-1 defeat to, to Oak Flats. Mark Picciolini again on the score sheet, making that nine goals in three games. Nathan, what are you looking at in terms of Unidera here? Yeah, very, very strong this season. Um, I know, it's, obviously, it was a bit of a setback against Oak Flats, but Oak Flats are the team to beat. That was sort of a first v second um, game in my predictions at the start of the year. 
Um, but some very positive results. And I know sort of Mark Picciolini is absolutely killing it up top for them. Uh, nine goals in the last three games, um, including two hat-tricks. So, so if Berkeley sort of want to be in the contest in this one, um, they've got to watch out for Picciolini. But as well as um, sort of Dominic McGill as well, I know he's a very influential attacking player. He, he can create something out of nothing um, and sort of bring up a goal or an assist from there. So uh, it should be an interesting one in this game as well. Yeah, you speak about Dominic McGill's creativity in this Union Dera team. And you certainly did see that against Oak Flats. He created numerous opportunities and so did the whole team in terms of finding Mark Picciolini. And if it wasn't for Ryan Franks in, in the Falcons goal, I'm sure Picciolini could have had many more goals. There's one particular save um, off a free kick. Picciolini made the run to the near post and managed to get a flick on header. And it was an, it was an absolutely unbelievable reaction save from Franks to sort of divert the ball over the crossbar. And I think that was really the difference in that game. I think, Ryan Franks made a lot of really important saves for the side um, in that one. So what are you looking at in terms of a prediction between these two teams? We've spoken about Berkeley. Uh, of course, that, that disappointing defeat to Balgowney. But, I mean, they did beat a top side in Helensburg the, the week before that. Um, against the Unendera team, they also did lose. But, but do you think Unendera here will just have too much, especially with, with the motivation of looking to respond to a defeat to, to one of their title rivals this year? Yeah, I mean... I believe Berkeley sort of a bit more positive signs this year obviously got in the win and and picked up a draw as well obviously a narrow loss uh, on the weekend but I, I feel you know they're going to be too strong and come away with the win again in this one yeah I think it's an interesting game isn't it really between these two teams you wouldn't put it past Berkeley to sort of produce uh, another sort of miracle result here, but, but I just feel that Unendera, the, the, the goal-scoring prowess of Mark Picciolini should be enough to, to get them through in this one. Moving on to another game in the District League, Balgani against Helensburg at Judy Masters Oval. Balgani, they do currently sit in fifth with a game in hand on their opponents, Helensburg. And with a win in this game here, they could in fact go above them. They will have the disadvantage though of having to play Thursday night against Kiama before playing this game against Helensburg. Nathan, do you feel that the tired legs here for Balgani after that game against Kiama could affect them in any way? I mean, it, it definitely could do. I know... Most players these days are sort of equipped to playing two games in a couple of days. Um, so, Belgari, they should be all right going into this one. And, and I know that their defense has been very strong this season. I know we talked about them last year sort of leaking a few goals at the back. But they've only conceded one goal in three games. I mean, they've only scored two. But your defense sort of wins your, your football matches as well. Um, they picked up their first win on the weekend. I know we were sort of talking about how many draws they get but the first three points of the season they still haven't lost yet they're sitting in the top five it's looking very promising for the Rangers as well yeah you're right it has been really impressive from Balgani this season they are undefeated as you've mentioned um, and they picked up some important results I think most notably that one all draw with Oak Flats on the on the opening day is, is an especially impressive result and they look really good at the moment Balgani and they're sitting in that top five spot and they're, they're playing here against the Helensburg team who they did respond to the defeat against Berkeley with a 3-2 win against the rule. They do sit in second, but the, ga the, the teams all around them do have games in hand to play. Do you feel that Helensburg here can pick up another win? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough one. I know, as you mentioned before, that Helensburg put six past Balgani last year. And Helensburg are a very attacking side um, just in general. And again, this year scoring 13 goals um, already in the four games. But I mean, 
Gargani's defense has looked very strong this year as well. So, you mean, you never know in this. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to go with Helensburg. Um, but I, I feel like it'll be close. Yeah, I think I'm going to tip a draw in this one between these two teams. I just feel that Balgowney's positive form so far, and we have seen Helensburg on occasion slip up in sort of tricky games that they've had so far. But but I do think the Rangers should, should be able to put in a, a decent performance here and get at least a point. But we've spoken about Helensburg and their attacking uh, attacking qualities this year. And, and you just think if, if Balgowney switch off for a five-minute period, Helensburg could put in quite a few goals. So um, it'll certainly be a, an interesting test, but I'm going to say a draw in this one. Moving on to a, another game in the District League, Warilla against University at King Mickey Park last season. Uni won both games, a 3-1 win before a 4-0 win later on. Warilla this year, they do sit at the foot of the table. They are yet to win. Uh, they will play against the Picton Rangers, top of the league, on Wednesday night. Nathan, what do you think about Warilla here uh, in this game against the university side who, who aren't in the best of form? Three losses in a row, 13 goals conceded in four games. Um, do you think that perhaps Warilla could get their first three points of the season here? Yeah, this might be the time that Rivilla sort of pick up their first three points of the season. Uh, you spoke university, three losses in a row against Oak Flats, Udendera, and then on the weekend to Fern Hill, uh, which was a 5-2 loss. So uh, worrying times for uni, um, but I mean, they are against three of the teams that I, I did pick for the top five. So the students may be down on confidence in this one, but then again, you've got the teams that if you lose a game, you want to come back even stronger the next week and absolutely sort of turn it on. So Rivilla have the chance, but they also got to watch out for university sort of turning it on in this one as well. Um, and I know I watched Rivilla a couple of weeks ago, sort of their last game they played against Unendera. Um, it wasn't sort of the best second half performance for them. But um, I mean, if they sort of start strong and, and hold out the game, I mean, they could get the win, but I feel like university are going to be too strong um, and they're going to come back from those three losses with a win against Virilla this weekend. Yeah, I think it's an important point you make that university, they haven't played easy teams this year. Um, I, I think it was last year that they failed to, to win against the side above them in the league. And that was sort of their issue in terms of looking to try and get into the, the top five. And that seems to be a similar scenario so far this season. But I think here against Virilla, uh, three losses in a row, conceding so many goals. I think that, that sort of the side here will sort of look to rally and just sort of put in a solid performance. And I think with the quality that uni do have, there's no reason that, that with a good performance here, they can't go on and win the game. So I'll be backing uni here. Moving on to another game in the District League, Fernhill against Picton at Ray Robinson Oval. So the Foxes did pick up their first three points of the season with a resounding 5-2 win against Uni. Nathan, you were at the game. What did you make of the Foxes in this one? Yeah, it was, I know the first couple of weeks, they sort of weren't, sort of clicked on. They weren't there. Um, and, I, and I think that game was a turning point for them. I know they were up 2-0 at half time, and, and in the second half, Uni sort of had that little bit of a fight back where they, they pulled the goal back and then Fernhill pulled the goal ahead again and then Uni pulled up to make it 3-2 and then they just ran away with the win. And and credits to the Fernhill bench because I know they got a couple goals with players off off coming off the bench, including Ilya Pranzowski. I think he finished with two goals in the end, um, sort of showing his class um, even at sort of his, his age as well, um, which means he, he's still going to be one of the better players in the District League this season. So Fernhill can sort of um, hold out games and, and give their substitutes sort of the chance to, to run away with it, then they're going to look very promising um, to turn around their season. 
Yeah, and looking at their opponents picked in here, they do sit at the top of the table with three wins from three. Most recently, a 4-0 win against Kayama. Nathan, do you feel here that the Rangers can, can pick up another three points? Or do you think that this sort of rejuvenated Fern Hill side coming off the back of their first three points will be able to pick up another win here? Yeah, I mean, it's going to definitely go either way. Um, sort of hard to choose in this one as well. You spoke about how good Picton are, sort of having, haven't dropped points this season. Um, and they do have a catch-up game this week against the Wanderers. So depending if they're going to have tired legs or if I said um, players sort of know how to play back-to-back um, within a couple of days. Um, but again, as I said, it's going to be hard to tip in this one. But I, I feel like it's going to, there's going to be no winner. I feel like it's going to end level. Yeah, that's an interesting point, isn't it, really? Because we spoke about Fern Hill and, and they were sort of a sleeping giant in this competition uh, in the opening rounds. And they sort of uh, <laughs> woken up with a, with a massive 5-2 win against Uni here. It's just interesting to see whether they'll be able to back that up with another win and sort of build on a, a bit of consistency and sort of look towards that top five position that, that I know you had them in. Uh, I just feel, though, here Picton, with the positive form, uh, I mean, they're 100% records so far and Fernhill have shown at times that they are vulnerable to conceding goals and Picton are sort of partial to scoring them. So I think that uh, Picton should be able to get the three points in this one. Moving on to Thoreau against Shell Cove at Thomas Gibson Park. So Thoreau are still yet to win this season after going down 3-2 to the Thistle. Uh, Shell Cove, they will play Oak Flats on Thursday night. The game last week was also cancelled due to wet weather. Nathan, what are you looking at in this game here? Because both sides are not exactly in the best of form here. I mean, you can't really comment too much on Shell Cove. I know they've only really played the two, they they have only played two games this season, which was that three 0 win against Kaima and the three two loss to University in the opening round. So, I mean, they, we haven't really seen much of them. So we so it could go either way. And and as for the rule, obviously they picked up their first defeat on the weekend to the Thistle in the three two loss. Um, which means that they still haven't, they're still yet to win a game, um, two nil or draws and then a loss. Um, obviously haven't seen them at their best yet. They are a top five side that runs away in the final stretch of the season. So, I mean, it could be still to come forth the rule. Um, this game could be the game to sort of turn that on, but you never know with Shell Cove as well. Um, but I feel like I'm going to go to the Cove this week. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point you raised there I think as for this game uh it'll be interesting to see Thoreau are still yet to to win this season I think against Shell Cove it could be an opportunity to do that but we do know Shell Cove have games where they show immense quality the the 3-0 win against Kayama showcasing that and I think here they could put in another good performance but but I just feel for Thoreau at some stage they have to to win a game this season and I feel that this will be the time that they're going to do that. And moving on to the final game and the only game on Sunday in the District League, Oak Flats against Kaima at Keith Bond Oval. So the Falcons did pick up that big 2-1 win against Unandera. Carl Dell and Bojan Carrick getting on the score sheet. It sees them into third with a game in hand on the second place, Thistle. They will play at Shell Cove on Thursday night. Uh, Nathan, what have you made of Oak Flats so far this season? They've just sort of been going about their work and they're just sort of within an arm's reach of the the top spot here. Yeah, obviously they've got that midweek against Shell Cove um, this week. And yeah, I mean, haven't really seen their absolute best as of yet. Um, I know they've obviously they've won two games and drawn one, so they're still undefeated. But 
Um, only a couple sort of uh, small wins and two one and and one all against Balgani, but they are against a couple a couple quality teams as well. So, I mean, this game could be the game to turn it on um, against Kaima, who obviously we know was sort of down the end of the table last year, finishing in eleventh. Um, so definitely watch out for O Flats turning one on this weekend. Yeah, and looking towards Kaima, the the four nil. Uh, defeat to Picton was the second scoreless defeat in a row for the side. They have conceded seven goals in their past two games, and they will also play a catch-up game against Balgowney on Thursday night. What are you looking at for a result here? Do you think that Oak Flats will just continue their form so far and sort of run over the top of the quarries here? Yeah, I know Kayama's sort of defensive woes were another thing last season. They were the worst defence in the comp, and it's sort of showing again this year. Um, I know that they've, yeah, they've, as you said, Tim, uh, conceded seven goals in the last two games against both Picton and Shell Cove. So, yeah, if I mean, yeah, you've got to be up for the challenge against Oak Flats because they can turn it on when they want to and they can score goals because they've got some renowned goal scorers in, in Bojan Carrick um, up top for them. So, definitely, um, I think Oak Flats going to get the win in this one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you here. I think the Falcons, I watched them last week and they looked really good. Uh, and, and sort of kept Unendera to just one goal. And I think here another three points will, will be important for them. And it'll, it'll see them in a good position looking towards the top of the table. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Falcons will be able to get up in this one. That concludes the preview for the Illawarra District League for round five. Nathan, thanks for joining me again. Thanks, Tim. Looking at the Women's Division 1 now, and the first game of the round was a round three catch-up game, which saw Thoreau get up 4-2 against Rilla at King Mickey Park on Thursday night, before the Sharks got up 3-2 against Kayama at Kayama Sporting Complex on Friday night. Thoreau were in action again on Sunday as they cruised to a 5-1 win against Fern Hill, while it was a replay of last season's grand final on the later kickoff on Sunday, with Albion Park and University playing out a one-all draw. There have already been a few matches this week on Wednesday night with Kayama comfortably defeating Wollongong United 4-0 at Macedonia Park, but the standout result of the night's football action was University against Fern Hill, with the Unicorns putting 11 past the Foxes. The other game on Wednesday night saw Thoreau take on Albion Park, with the sides unable to be separated in a 2 all draw at Thomas Gibson Park. Earlier, I spoke with Thunderbirds captain Clayton Gerke to discuss Thoreau's campaign so far. So thanks for joining me today, Clayton. Uh, my first question is, there have been a couple of really important results for the side in recent times. Last week, picking up wins against Gorilla and Fern Hill before a stalemate with last year's champions, Albion Park. These results see you three points off top spot. What have you made of the side's performances so far? Uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me, Tim. Um, I think just overall this year that every team has just completely stepped it up and especially our girls, they're really putting in 110% each game. And I think every team is, and you can really see that in all of the score lines. Uh, you never know what's going to happen uh, going into a game. And I think that's making it a lot more enjoyable this year. You can't go in expecting a win or a loss or a draw. Or And I think all the girls in um, my team especially are really enjoying that and um, really stepping up to the challenge. So, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's just that the girls are just keeping their heads up um, all the time and not dropping and not letting any goal sort of stop our gameplay. And I think that really showed last night, uh, especially with the scoreline with Albion Park, that 
Um, we never gave up, especially because you can see in the last two minutes that um, we evened up the scoreline. So we were pretty stoked with that. Yeah, now the side did have a bit of a slow start to the season, picking up the first win in round three, but they've now gone on to win uh, every game up until that two-all draw with Albion Park. Were there any major changes made that you believe instigated this upturn in form, or or was it more just a case of the players getting to to know each other? I don't think we had any major changes. I definitely think it was just uh, the girls finding their feet and um, figuring out where we needed to play with each other and what positions we were all going to play. And I think once we found that, we've really gelled. And, yeah, you can definitely see that with the scoreline, which is awesome. Yeah. Now, the side have scored 17 goals in six games this season, making through all the second highest scorers in the division. Is it a target of the side to play with a certain level of attacking quality? Uh, yeah, I think we're really trying to aim for that high press and... Um, trying to put in as many goals, many goals in the back of the net as we can, but um, still trying to focus on that defence as well. But, yeah, pretty stoked with uh, how our attack's going and Katie, Kirsten, Chloe, all the girls playing up front are really putting in that effort every single game and just the high press really pays off, I think. Yeah, and the side have now played three games in six days. Has there been any major issues within the squad with regards to fitness and injuries playing so many games in such a short period of time? Oh, definitely. I know for myself, not injury-wise, but it's definitely taking a toll on uh, our effort. And I think everyone's uh, effort and all the other teams as well, you can kind of see everyone's getting to the last 20 minutes of those games and it's like, oh, you've really got to put it in. But so proud of the girls for really pushing through and um, we're so lucky with the physios at our club that we've been able to have um, stretching sessions and uh, rubs before the game so I think everyone's doing a really good job of trying to take care of themselves and um, but it's definitely taking a toll for sure. And who do you feel have been the standouts for the side this season? Uh, we've got um, Grace in the midfield who've, who's come back this year after having a, a baby and she's really stepped up uh, our midfield and I think just brought everyone up with her just her experience and um, it's really lifted the team and I think you can definitely see it in where we are how we're performing and um, Mahalia as well she's new from our university team and she's so strong at the back and so positive all the time like if someone drops their head she's straight on them like super positive it's really great Honestly, I think I could say something amazing about everyone in my team. They're just so good and so positive all the time. So, yeah, super proud of those girls. As previously mentioned, you sit three points off the top, as well as being the second highest scorers in the division. Where do you feel the side are capable of finishing this year, especially looking towards a potential finals run? Oh, honestly, I'd love to say we'd be in the finals, but you just never know, especially this season. I think you can see on the ladder as well, all the teams are so close. There's really only one or two points between most of the teams. And I think it's making for a really good and unexpected season, which I'm loving this year. Like I said before, you just can't go into a game expecting anything. So it'll be so interesting to see who is in the finals. But yeah, I'd like to place up there, but we'll just see how we go, I suppose. And looking towards the games that you do need to play if you do want to make the finals, you next face up to a Kayama side that ended a three-game losing run with a commanding 4-0 win over Wollongong United. How are you looking to approach this game? Uh, I think like any other game, you know, we obviously want to go in really positive, but 
you definitely, you can't um, put any team to the side. Like those girls are all amazing down there. And I, <clears throat> I know a few of them well, and I know that they'll come out fighting, especially after last night, they'll really be on a high. So it'll be really good to see um, how they play. And I think we'll just, yeah, go in hard, high press, high defense and see how we go, I guess. It'll be a good game. Okay, thank you for your time. No worries, thank you. As for next round, Wununa will look to gain their third win in a row as they host Wollongong United on Sunday at Ocean Park, while ladder leaders University will pay a visit to Marilla at King Mickey Park. A winless Fern Hill side will look to cause an upset at Ray Robinson Oval as they face an Albion Park side who haven't won in their last three games. And finally, the Thunderbirds will play host to Kayama in the latest kickoff on Sunday at Thomas Gibson Park. That concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as notifications regarding match reports, previews, reviews, and feature articles. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.